0: Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Friday, September 8th, and I have my friend and author and speaker, Sheila Gregoire, back on the podcast with me today. And we're gonna continue a conversation that we started on Wednesday about sex in marriage. We talked a lot about libido and sex drive and why God created sex to be wonderful and how you can make it wonderful. So if you are interested in following uh, Sheila online, I encourage you go to her website to love honor and vacuum i will link back to all things sheila gregoire at the show notes today you can get those at heidisaintjohn.com forward slash podcast there's a 25 percent off coupon if you use the code the busy mom you can get her course on boosting your libido and i know it's going to be a blessing to you your husbands are like do that right now i just (laughs) sent you my credit card number so i'm glad you guys are here today is home fire friday welcome to the busy mom podcast So Sheila, thanks for coming back today, my friend.
1: Well, we had such fun last time. We got to finish the conversation. <laughs> I know, right?
0: This is this is so much fun for me because I, I am one of those speakers who's kind of a no-holds bar kind of girl, and I just like to say it like it is, and I always love having guests on the show who also like to say it like it is. And so uh, this is a lot of fun for me. And for everybody who didn't get to hear you on Wednesday, can you really quickly just um, kind of introduce yourself and uh, say who you are and kind of what you do, how long you've been married, how many kids you have, all those kinds of nuts and boltsy things.
1: Sure. Well, I've been married for 25 years and happily married for 20. And <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have two grown daughters, um, one of whom is married, one of whom is engaged. And uh, we are just having so much fun, my husband and I, because he's recently gone part-time at work so that we can hit the RV and speak about sex all across North America because my blog has really taken off to love, honor, and vacuum. And I've written a ton of books on sex, including The Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex. And even though sex was really awful in the first few years of our marriage, I figured it out. Mm. (laughs) And now I just want to help other people get to that good place too.
0: That is so awesome. Today, I want to take the, I want to take our conversation into a little bit more. So last time we talked about uh, libido and kind of, you know, I think just, I hope a lot of topic that the moms who are listening especially can just go, oh my goodness, I'm not alone. I think it's so important for women especially to understand that they're not alone. That what they're feeling really is um, so common. But I want to kind of hit on a on a more serious topic today, which is the topic of pornography. And there have been, in the you know, in the 28 years that Jay and I have been married, we have seen a lot of the marriages of our friends uh, dissolve, and more often than not, porn in some uh, in some area, some way, porn has played a role. In the disillusion mm-hmm. of that marriage, and I think we don't realize because it's everywhere now, right? In the in the '70s when I was growing up, I mean, you had to at least embarrass yourself, right? Go down to the corner store and talk to the creepy-looking guy with all the porn, you know, the porn magazines yeah. behind him. Now it's at your fingertips. No one needs to know about it. Um, it can be this little, you know, your kind of dirty little secret. And it's not just men; it's also women who are struggling with porn. But you wrote a blog mm-hmm. post that I read um, a couple of years ago. Called the top ten effects of porn on your brain, your marriage, and your sex life, and because porn is not harmless, and I think that's kind of the point I want to start with. So when you when 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 uh, couples come to you and they've got porn in their marriage, what's the first thing that you uh, that you'll say to a couple who's who's struggling with pornography?
1: Porn rewires your brain. So that what becomes sexy is an image rather than a person. Mm. And so we think porn is a way to add spice and to add sexiness to a marriage and all of that stuff. But it actually does the exact opposite because porn takes away any desire for a truly intimate relationship with someone else. Mm. And it is so creepy and so horrific what's actually happening out there. I mean, porn is the number one cause of erectile dysfunction yep. right now. That's and, exactly right. And yep. most... And, and most, here's what's really, here's what's even worse. Most new cases of erectile dysfunction are men under the age of 40. Ugh. It's not like the Bob Dole's who need the blue pills, okay? Right, right. This is your 25-year-old who waited until he was married, waited, you know, waited for his honeymoon to be with his wife and was expecting that as soon as he got married, all his porn problems would go away, and he just doesn't even want sex now.
0: Yep. Yeah, because so much of what porn does happens chemically in your brain and you don't even realize that that's that's what's happening. So can I, I'm just going to add something, I'm going to be really bold and say every single person right now who's watching Game of Thrones, just stop. Because I think what we're allowing into our homes, you know, in the name of, oh, it's a good story, oh, it's this, oh, it's that. And really we're watching uh, the people degrading each other, really. And it's ruining our own sex lives. And I think we think it's Mm -hmm. harmless and it isn't.
1: It isn't, and it teaches us that sex is about using someone. Sex is about power, and like we talked about on Wednesday, Heidi, you know, um, God created sex to be threefold intimacy—physical, spiritual, and emotional. It's not just supposed to be physical. And what pornography does is it makes it only physical to the extreme, mm. because you're not, you know, another way of looking at it is this. Okay, billions of people on this planet have had sex. But I don't know how many have really made love. Yeah. And the more that you watch porn, the more you're unable to make love. Yeah. And that's terrible. Yep. Yep,
0: it really is. And I, I talked to a, a mom, a homeschool mom, actually. This has been several years ago now. And they had several, this has, this has nothing to do with the number of children that you have, it has nothing to do with whether or not you're a Christian or whether or not you're a homeschooler. Uh, porn ruins marriages. That's just, that's because it ruins, mm-hmm. it wrecks your brain. And this woman came up to me, beautiful women. And I think she had seven or eight children and she's holding a little baby on her hip. And we were talking about marriage and she said, can I can I just, can I share something that's really, um this just kind of bold and kind of hard to hear and I was like yeah what's going on and she said my husband cannot have sex with me anymore unless he has an open magazine in front of him and yeah. my heart just broke I mean I, she here's a woman who basically is sharing her husband with somebody in a magazine and they've been married mm-hmm. for 15 years had all these children and I you know the more we sort of dug into what was going on in her marriage the more obvious it, it became that he had had that that uh, problem with pornography since he was in his teens and just never, mm-hmm. they never dealt with it because somebody told her, Oh, that's just what men do. Oh, it's no big yeah, deal. It's I, this harmless thing. So, such a lie.
1: And can I be, can I be bold here too for a sec, Heidi? Do it. <laughs> Some, if you're in that situation, and if your husband is using pornography to get himself aroused so that he can actually do the deed or he's using porn and he's just not even approaching you at all. Mm. Sometimes what we do, is we ask ourselves the question, what can I do in this situation to preserve my marriage? Yeah. And that is the wrong question. I agree 100%. Yep. Because the question to ask right now is what does Jesus want in yep. this situation? And what Jesus wants in this situation is for your husband to stop. Yep. And that means you're going to have to rock the boat. And I know that's scary, and I know it feels like you might be blowing up your marriage. Yep. But Jesus does not want empty shells of marriages. He wants two people who are fully restored and who are in communion with Him and with each other. And that is not going to happen unless you deal with the porn use in your marriage. Yeah,
0: that's exactly right. And the message that we're sending to our children that this is okay, that we tolerate this, you need to shine a light on it. Mold like grows in the dark. So shine a light yeah. on it, get help, expose the sin for what it is and begin to find healing because there is
1: healing, right? There is. And I think the healing is a threefold process. I think there's three steps to healing from porn. And and the first one is you need to get internet controls on your computer and your devices. Yeah. Okay. Like just like if you're an alcoholic, you have to get rid of the alcohol out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not really addressing the root issue, but it's just something that you have to do before you can even get to the root issue, yeah. right? You need to stop access to porn. And I like covenant eyes for that. Um, that's a great program. There's other ones out there too, but, but you need to get that done Yeah. <laughs> first yep. and foremost. Yep. And so you tell your husband, we are doing this. Yeah. Okay. Like this is, this is a no brainer. We are doing this. The second thing is he needs an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. Okay. He needs to have some guy who will come up to his face and say, what did you do this week? Yep. You know, what were you looking at? And that can't be you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because he can't be honest with you if he's struggling. So it has to be another guy. Um, And and if your husband comes to you, like if you catch him watching porn and he says, I am sorry, I am sorry, I'm sorry, I will never do it again. I am so sorry. And he cries and he he says he's repented, but then he won't tell another human being about it. Then he's not really sorry and he's not repenting. exactly exactly because repentance is always accompanied by confession and by humility so if he is not willing to confess to some other person then he's not really sorry yeah so you need to get rid of the porn on the devices and computers you need to have accountability and then and only then are we going to see some of the deep healing and that's when you know he can start to look at some of the reasons why he was drawn to porn um, some of the holes in his own life some of the ways that his brain was rewired you can start to reset it because even though I've said that you that porn rewires your brain, your brain is not permanent. Okay. Right. So you can rewire it back. I just want to make that very clear and give women some hope. Like Jesus can rewire your brain back. That's right. But you have to do it with those two things in place already. Yeah, and you have to be, yeah,
0: you have to be willing to come to do exactly what you said, to be repentant, to come back and say, This is actually a problem and address it. So, mom, so all the women who are listening right now, and you're struggling with this in your marriage. Um, Sheila and I just want to encourage you to ask actually shine a light on what's happening in your marriage. Start talking about it. Start talking to your pastor or your pastor's wife. Go to someone that you trust and say, we're struggling with this because I promise you, if you don't, the problem is not going to get better. Uh, it's going yeah, go to go to his
1: brother, go to your brother, Absolutely. go to his dad. Yeah. I don't and care who it is. We don't care is. who get, it is Yeah, Get some help. And then can I, can I just tell, tell women one other thing, you yeah. know, if it, we were talking about men who just won't repent and won't confess and, and that's a problem but then there's a problem on the other side which is a lot of women have husbands who are sincerely trying <laughs> and mm-hmm. they're there you know they were just pulled into this when they were a little boy I, I heard a story of one man he was 11 years old and he was walking home from school and there was a bunch of magazines in the ditch that someone yep. had put there and yep. he started looking at them and Um, It just started this lifelong lifelong addiction to porn that eventually graduated to the internet and everything. And here's this guy who had just been hooked in when he was 11. And those Mm. of you who have children who are 11, look at how young an 11-year-old boy looks. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes if we can see our husbands as those 11-year-old boys... (laughs) Instead of this man who is struggling, then it's easier to see, okay, he's he's really hurting too. And if he mm-hmm. is trying to stop and if he's got the accountability and he's really trying to work through his issues and then he messes up a bit or something, give him some grace. Mm-hmm. You know, fight the porn, don't fight your husband. Mm-hmm. And make porn yeah. the common enemy. Yeah. So and remember who the enemy is, repented, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I
0: think we do that in area, lots of areas of our marriages, right? We we can, whether it's what you were saying on Wednesday, it's like, so it's bothering me that my husband, you know, bites his fingernails or whatever it is and pick his underwrap off the floor and just put it in the hamper. Is it that hard? Where's the hamper? You know, and I think um, we often make the enemy um, our husband when really forget that the enemy is the devil who comes to Definitely. kill and steal and destroy. And like I said uh, last week when I was talking to September, you know, the enemy knows, I mean, he is after marriages in this culture. If there has ever been a time for for us to see the enemy at work. The time is now. Human sexuality, God's design for sex in marriage, God's design uh, for um, human beings and the way he has created us to be is absolutely under assault in the culture right now. And we need to turn back mm-hmm. to the word of God. Uh, something that you sa- said, Sheila, on your uh, blog post that really piqued my interest, and I wanna, um, I'm want to i gonna end the, the podcast today by just talking about this for the next couple of minutes. Um, we're talking about I want to talk to the mothers and the and the dads who are listening to this right now, and they're trying to talk to their kids about porn. They're trying to talk to their you know their teenagers uh, about it. When, and honestly, like we've told our children, um, because the, our kids range in age from six to twenty six, we've we've told our children, listen, you're going to see stuff because they just are it doesn't matter where you are they're mm-hmm. going to see it at the yeah. grocery store things are going to pop up on our computers no matter how hard we try my husband's always telling our sons at the end of the day this is going to be a heart issue this this is going to be between you and the Lord because I don't know about you but I've noticed that kids can work their way around <laughs> they can work their way around especially kids who grow up with the internet they'll go to a neighbor's house yes. where there where there isn't yep. you know an internet filter and we need to talk to our children not just uh, about that you know not to look at porn because it's a sin But telling them the 10 things that are in your blog post. And I love what you said, you know, telling your boys, listen, if you want amazing sex when you're older, don't use porn now. Because if you do, you're setting yourself up for a world of hurt. And I love that you said, ask teenagers who wants an amazing sex life when you're married. And they're all going to be like, hello, me, I'm waiting for that. And then we go on to say, if you use porn now, you're going to make that almost impossible without a major work of God in your life. Tell them them the truth. And I love that you hit on that. Just speaking the truth to these kids because they need to hear it.
1: Yeah. And too often we 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 do frame it totally in terms of sin. God doesn't want you to do this. This is wrong to do. That just doesn't work with kids. Yeah. You know, let's let's be authentic and let's tell them the reasons that God doesn't want them to do this. And that works so much better. And let me just say too, this is not a, a son problem like with your boys. Yep. This is both uh, the the highest uh the the group that is using porn the most it's growing the most in porn use is, is teenage girls right now so sad as a percentage you know like like it's it's sort of like the devil has the guys the devil has the teenage boys so now we're gonna get the teenage girls and then pretty soon he's gonna have the women too yep. and thirty percent of porn users are now female so it's not just a male problem. And if you, I'm sure that if you added all the women who are reading Fifty Shades of Grey and watching Game of Thrones, oh, we'd probably word. be on par anyway. Okay, well, it's the yeah. same thing. And, and I think we've thing.
0: forgotten. Like, I actually saw, I mean, Sheila, I saw a Christian women's uh, group uh, doing, um, they were reading Fifty Shades of Grey, their the book club. I, I, oh, I'm just thinking: Are we are we have become so desensitized to sin in the culture because it's everywhere? We're so desensitized yeah. to it that we don't realize the thing that we're doing that we think is. By the way, that guy was abusive. You know, having grown oh, he up.
1: Was. And, like, and, what, and that was pedophilia. Heck? If you look at how he portrayed her with yeah. pigtails and yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's yeah, there's a hundred we could totally do a podcast on that. Oh my word, a hundred different ways why <laughs> uh why fifty shades of gray is just a bad idea. But I think women, we've got to be more discerning than this. Like, why are we going to see mm-hmm. magic Mike? Why are we doing that? You know, all of these um these opportunities really that the devil is getting uh, to kind of desensitize us to what is really a marriage killer.
1: Yeah. And I I think the reason behind it is because for so long, sex was defined really in terms of what men wanted and sex was for men. And so now there's this empowerment movement where we're saying, no, wait, women deserve great sex too, which by the way is true. But the way that we're living it out is by saying, yes, women need to take control and kind of have our sexuality become very body focused in the way that pornographic culture is. You know what, ladies, you do deserve great sex. And God did make you to be totally free in the bedroom and to have an amazing time. But the way that you get there is not by watching Magic Mike. Yeah. (laughs) The way that you get there is by embracing sex with your husband. And that's in the end so much better. Yeah,
0: so much better. And I think it it, it brings freedom to you. It brings freedom to the women. First, just to say, God wants you to have great sex. Like, you know, to all the women that I talk to who they think sex is for their husband or sex is just for procreation, ladies, you are missing it. You are missing mm-hmm. out. Um, God, if he, if he meant, you know, wanted you just to be for procreation, he wouldn't have made you able to actually enjoy having sex and to, you know, to climax yourself. And so I think we, sometimes we push that to the side, especially moms whose kids are little. I mean, my heart just so goes out to the mothers who are just, so tired and you know it's such a 24/7 thing when you're not sleeping at night and your kids are getting you up every 3 hours to nurse and you just think nobody else can touch my body nobody <laughs> nobody, I don't care who you are, the mailman, throw your mail at me. Don't come anywhere near me because <laughs> nobody's touching. No one's touching me. And I think, um, those are the years too, when, um, you know, I, I used to talk to my husband, just, you know, say, please, you just give me grace, but communicate, 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 um, talk to your husband about what's going on in your marriage. I mean, I, I can remember a time when I actually went to Jay and I took a huge risk and I just said, okay, so on a scale of like, 10 to 10, how would you rate our sex life? <laughs> you know, I was just, I'm like, no, really. I mean, so like, you know, honestly, how are, how, you know, how satisfied are you? And he was like, do you really want to hear what I have to say? And I, in my heart, I was like, no, because I really just want to no. take a bubble bath and be left alone. But <laughs> I knew that I needed to hear his heart because I loved him and I want him, I want him to come home to me. I don't want him to, you know, be tempted to look at a magazine or get online. I want him to come home to me. And that meant we had to have a couple of hard conversations. And I think that women need to not be afraid um, to have those conversations uh, because they're bridge building.
1: They absolutely are. And, and here's what's really neat. When, when I wrote The Good Girl's Guide to Great Sex, I surveyed thousands of women about their sex lives. And what I found, and this was so encouraging to me, is that the best years for sex in marriage aren't the honeymoon years. Okay, they're not the early years. They're actually years 16 to 24. (laughs) Yeah. So it's after you've put a decade and a half in with this guy, you know, the babies are sleeping through the night and that's when things really start to gel. Mm. And to me, what that said is, you know, what makes great sex is just feeling like you're one with someone feeling so totally connected. And we think that it's supposed to gel right away and it's supposed to be perfect right away. For most people, it's not. Yeah, but it can be this amazing research project you do together. It can be so much fun and it can bring you so much closer. And so to all of you who are struggling with toddlers and babies and you're not sleeping and you're exhausted let me just say the best is yet to come yeah and do hang not in give there up. <laughs> yeah I
0: absolutely agree I know jay and I talk about this we actually talk about it a lot now but we're you know we're we're going on we're going to be coming up on 30 years here before we know it and I think it just gets better I really do mm-hmm. I think it just gets better and so yeah I appreciate that Sheila you are such an encouragement and such a joy to talk to you thank you so much for coming on the show and encouraging uh women in their marriages today I appreciate it
1: Well, thank you. It's been so much fun. And everybody,
0: uh, don't forget, I've got that coupon code over uh, right now going on. If you use the coupon uh, code, the busy mom, and head on over, I'll link back to it at the show notes uh, to love, honor, and to vacuum. But you can get her uh, Sheila's Boost Your Libido course for 25% off. And I'll tell you what, make an investment in your marriage. Make an investment in your marriage. I think every, I love uh, Sheila's heart so much, but I think more and more uh, women need to hear the truth about how God made them. For those of you who have been uh, wondering about the release, of Becoming Mom Strong. It's going to be in bookstores in just a few days. I still have pre order specials happening right now at heidysaintjohn.com. If you order the books, Uh, from someplace else, you can come back to my site, put in your invoice number, and we will unlock those free gifts for you. Also, we are almost uh, getting ready to reorder. In other words, we're going to get sell out here pretty quick of t-shirts and mugs. So now's your chance. Hop on there and get those before the book comes out, because we are going to be talking again next week uh, about how our faith in Christ, because we have such a hope We have a reason to be bold. Uh, He makes us bold. And we can be bold about our sex lives. We can be bold about our faith. We can be bold about parenting and family discipleship. And that's where it comes from. That boldness comes from knowing Jesus. So thanks everybody for tuning in uh, this Friday. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I've got a bunch of awesome questions we're gonna be tackling on Monday, the 11th at Mailbox Monday, and I'll see you back here then. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.